You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Talk Podcast, where we do predictions, news, and beyond for each NXT and WWE pay-per-view. And now, here are your hosts, Travis, the Varsity Villain Terry, and the MH Show himself, Michael Hensley. Welcome, this is the Pro Wrestling Talk Podcast with your host Travis Terry and co-host Michael, the MH Show himself, Michael Hensley. Michael, say hello to everybody. Hello everybody. And we're today we're doing again our Survivor Series reaction show and we'll talk a little bit a little bit about NXT TakeOver as well, what we thought, you know, the matches of the night and things of that nature in and talk about the whole card in itself. Um, first and foremost here, you can follow us on any social media account at uh, uh, Pro Wrestling Talk at Pro Wrestling TLK, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, just go follow us on SoundCloud, iTunes, things of that nature you'll, where you'll get all the uh, podcasts. And also Anchor here, what we're recording on right now, you can be the first to listen to because that's where it's first uploaded. Um, and you can send your thoughts and opinions on the shows and things of that nature if you follow us on the Anchor app. And uh, you can interact with us you know, personally. So definitely go over and follow us on there. And you can follow me personally at Travis Terry too. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the above, just like always before. Um, and you can, like I said, again, collarandelbowbrand.com. Use that promo code PWT at the checkout and still save 10% on your order. Got a lot of new stuff coming out here, so go over and check them out. Uh, Wrestle Rumble again. Um, you know, how, you know, wonder how you did tonight. You know, we uh, promoting the product there. Hopefully, you guys did good. Hopefully, won a little cash, and hopefully, you uh, gained on your MVP points tonight. Some of the matches there. So uh, definitely, always go over and wrestlerumble.com. Follow them. Uh, Mike, you want to go ahead and give your social media info? Yeah, you can follow me at MHShow21. That's M-H-S-H-O-W-21. That's on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram. You can add me on the Facebook page. We're always posting on the Facebook. I'm usually posting some polls and stuff like that, so you'll see me on there and try to comment back if you reply and stuff. So you can add me on there as well if you want. And uh, that's about, about that's well, you can add me on YouTube if you want at MHShow21. I'm on YouTube. Don't really get on there too much no more, but... But you can still add me if you want. Watch some old videos if you want to see some of my WrestleMania trip videos. I got some of them up. Yep. But you can go check that out, though, if you want. Yep, and like I said, that's our social media info there. And uh, we'll go ahead and um, jump into NXT first. We'll do NXT, then we got a short little promotion. we got to give out for our buddy Byron that was just on our podcast here previously. He's going to give some info on his uh, channel and Mixer channel there he's got. But we'll, we'll cover NXT first, then we'll kind of jump into uh, Survivor Series. Is that okay with you, Mikey? All right. Um, first and foremost, their NXT takeover last night, War Games. I thought it was an awesome show from top to bottom. Well, you know, you had a, a one match on the card I thought wasn't that great. I mean, it's still okay, but it, it just I didn't care much for it was the Shayna Baszler and uh, Kari Sane match. You know, you know, Patrick had talked. You know, it had a pretty good feud building up. When it, it probably did. You know, on the. Uh, on the show again i don't watch nxt weekly i may try to start if you know if i get a little time it's just hard to you know watch all the stuff at this you know throughout the week but you know it might have had a great few but the match i didn't think delivered that well um you know that that match in itself mike do you have anything to add on that match as we was talking about it really well i mean like that was one of the better feuds i thought nxt's done especially for the women i thought it was really good yeah 
My real downfalls is the interference so quick into the match and getting the first fall out of the way that fast. It's like they fought each other so many times they've had long matches and you literally had a pinfall or had a submission happen that fast into the match. I'm like, come on. And then there, you know, with the second fall and stuff like that, that was you to figure that's about what I figured would happen. Yeah. But but I mean really my only and then like you pretty much could see where everything was going from about a mile away. When they did even the odds, it's like, oh, okay, cool, you know? But it's just like, uh, but you still, you just could see it coming that, you know, Kari Sane was getting way too much offense in. They kept going for a finisher and stuff like that. I'm like, she's going to get caught here in a second. And lo and behold, she got caught, put into, rolled up into a fin, or pinfall. Yeah. And that was the end of that. Which, like I was telling Travis on the way up here, my main thing I would have liked to have seen where this was a war games pay per view, I wouldn't have minded seeing a women's war game match as well. And if they just set this up at Evolution, had the three women come out there and take, you know, yeah. I think that would have been really cool if you'd have did that route. Mm-hmm. That could have set up some, you know, two potential war matches, a women's match to start off, a war, women's match, war match to start off, and then you could have your main event. And I think that would have just been even even bigger for this show right. in general. So, but I mean. I, and I was expecting that once Kari Sane and lost and stuff like that, I'm like, well, she'll probably get called up tomorrow night and be one of the replacements or something like that. Didn't happen. So, I mean, the match, though, itself was pretty decent, but I just I felt the beginning of it was way too rushed. The second fall was about, about what I thought, and then the third, I could see the ending coming and stuff. Pretty decent, though. It was, I mean, it was good stuff. I mean, it was probably better than the majority of the stuff that happened in the main card tonight, so yeah. can't say too much, but yeah, I felt like it was the weakest of all the card matches on this card, you know, when it came down to it, though. Yeah, and I, I can agree 100% there on that. It was just it just not very uh, – compared to what the matches we had, you know, later on, you know, into the card there, it was just – it was one of the, you know, the worst, which it's not – I'm not saying it was a bad, bad match, but it was just compared to what we had on the card itself, I, you know, it, it just wasn't that good. Um but if I had to rank it out of ten, you know, I won't get too much into the rankings, you know, on the, on this match. I'd probably give it around a six and a half out of ten. Just nothing really spectacular on it. Do you do about the same on that, Mike? Uh, I'll probably give it a seven and a seven point four five. Seven point four five. Yeah, not seven point five, but because uh, just for that the whole first fall and stuff and the interference is that quick. Yeah. I would rather have seen Kari Sane win the first fall than they did the interference. Yeah. I'd rather have seen Kari Sane win, beat her on a roll-up on the first. If you're going to do the quick finish, then vice versa. Kari Sane gets the first win. Then the interference comes, and that's how Baszler cheats and gets the second one. Yeah. Then the even the odds. Then Baszler could have won. That would have probably got it a little higher on my scale. Yeah. Just, But I felt like the the – it was too much rush with the interference. I agree 100 there. It did. They did rush the interference quite a bit there at the beginning. So, uh, but it is what it is. We're moving on from that feud. Uh, you know, Shayna Baszler goes on to something else there, and Kari Sane as well. So we'll see. Um, but then, you know, the next match we had there was uh, we had Gar. Was it the Gargano and Black match? Yeah. Was that the next one? Yeah. Fantastic match. That really over exceeded my expectations. I thought it was a really, really good match. Uh, had a lot of back and forth. You know, I thought it would be good, but that's the one thing about it. I really, it really over exceeded what I thought it would be. I'd honestly give that match a, uh, I don't know if I would give it a nine. I'd give it around an eight point, almost a nine. I'd give it an eight point seven five. I think it was just great. It was well done. They give them a lot of time, which they give uh, 
all the matches quite a bit of time, I thought. So that was good. I, I'd give it an 8.75 out of 10. Fantastic match. Fantastic. Um, I was fine with um, Black getting the win there. That was okay. Um, it was great. I, I was a major fan of that match. It had me invested through the whole time. Um, that's pretty much all i got to say. Just a fantastic match. Mike, what was your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I can agree 100%. This match... <laughs> I thought it would be really good going in, but the thing is, I'm always like, there's always like that one match that the two guys match up really good, and it's like, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. But it never lives up to that hype. Right. And we'll get into the Survivor Series, because there was a match like that yeah. happened kind of tonight. So, and I felt like that's the way Black and Gargano was going to be. I figured it was just going to be a match that would look great on paper. The two superstars ideal is awesome, but then when the match came down to it, it really weren't that good. But they, they did awesome. They did an awesome job. I'd give it a... 8.5 out of 10. I, I think it, I thought it was a really good match. I thought the story in the match was really good. And then, like, you know, giving you a free shot. Come on. Come yeah, on, take it, you know. Cool. And then, like, they'd always go for it, and they'd always reverse it and stuff. It was just a lot of good, awesome super kicks and stuff like that. Really good. But we also did forget the opening match, technically. <laughs> Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono was I a match in the pre-show that. that they talked to each other. And... He ended up just coming out there and said, let's have a, you know, because Ono's like, I'd lay you out in one second. Yeah. So then Riddle came out and said, well, we're here. Take over. Let's have a match. And then Ono came out there and said, you're not ready for takeover, blah, blah, blah. And I'd lay you out and stuff. And then he's like, all right, well, let's have a match. Mm -hmm. So then he got in there and Ono ran at him and uh, Riddle hit him with the, the, the knee. Yeah, running knee. Running knee. And then that was uh, one, two, three, knocked out Ono. And that was, uh, that, was that match. Yeah. I have nothing to really say about it. I, I mean, either. it was cool seeing Riddle get the spot on takeover and Ono as well. But you know, yeah, and I'm fine. Like, cause I'd seen reports. The reason this match was originally announced, uh, then they took it off because they always had plans for this match to end super fast, and they did not want to promote a match to the fans and get them excited for it. And literally, it'd be just a one second match. Yeah. So that's why they end up scrapping it and then end up putting it back on, but just doing it this way they did it because they didn't want to get fans super invested into that feud. Like, oh, crap, are you kidding me? I was I was intrigued by that. Right. So that's why they did that for them. Yeah. But then that takes us uh, – do you have anything else to say about no. Black and Gargano? No. Well, that takes us to our NXT championship match, Tommaso Ciampa versus the Hollywood Dream – Velveteen Dream, baby. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, he did the whole Hulk Hogan thing, the you know the New World Order with the OV. What was it, OVA? Oh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Over whatever. Yeah, it was the you know the whole dream. So he had the Hulk Hogan gear on the NWO stuff and yeah. Hollywood and stuff, which is awesome because they're in Los Angeles, and I thought that was really cool. It was, yeah. This match to me was super good. I would give this match a 9.0. Um, I, there was times I thought Dream was going to win and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, Tommaso about has to win, I felt like. But then there was times I'm like, man, Dream may actually win this, you know. Yeah. He'd be setting up and he'd get his finisher and I'm clapping. I'm like, even on the belt and stuff, I'm like, holy crap. And had some really super awesome spots. But at the end of the day, Tommaso retained. And I'm kind of thinking maybe a Dream call up because that's what he's been wanting. Biggest crap. So I was like, well, maybe he'll end up being one of the Survivor Series call ups. Spoiler alert for that. Uh-uh. No. Nope. Didn't get that. So, 
Anyways, Tommaso retains the belt. I'd give the match a 9.0. Here's Travis' thoughts. And I'm just kind of going to echo off you there because I, I was going to give the same rating, a nine, solid 9 out of 10. Great, great match. Had me invested. This was almost my match of the night. If, if it wouldn't for wouldn't have been, been for War Games, like the whole aspect of the War Games match, I probably would have gave this match match of the night. Just had me invested so much. Dream's just so awesome of a character, and so was uh, Ciampa. Like, they're both just great characters. They, they have both a great chemistry with each other. You know, Dream's not been doing it, uh, doing wrestling uh, that long, you know, and Ciampa's been around the world, you know, and they, and, and, and Velting Dream just keeps, keeps exceeding expectations on matches and uh, and character development and things of that nature. The way he does the Hollywood gimmick was cool. You know, he had the uh, uh, pants on there, I think it was the last show, it was like Vince uh, call me up or something like that or put me over or something like that. You know, he's uh, he's taking risk out there and, you know, uh, and one of the, you know, the boss is going to see that one day and, sh- and see some potential in him, which they should. Um, but again, I would give this match a nine out of ten. Awesome spots during the match. Ciampa is, is just fantastic. He's one of the best things in wrestling. Period. Right now, with his character, the way he just carries himself. You know, he carries himself on social media. He, he keeps the gimmick alive. You know, the being the heel character. Uh, you know, it's just awesome. He's he's one of the better things they've got going in WWE right now. I think, in my personal opinion, um, match was great. I'd give it a nine, not solid nine out of ten. Um, and we'll go ahead and just jump into the War Games main event since we got Survivor Series to talk about as well. We'll go ahead and jump into the uh, the main event of the evening, the War Games match. Uh, the Undisputed Era with Rick, uh, against Ricochet, Dunn, and the War Raiders, Hanson and Roll. Um, match, match of the night. You know, I had a good feeling this was going to be the match of the night going in. Fantastic match. I'd give it a 9.25 out of 10. Just solid. Um, you know, they did a lot of crazy stuff. I knew with Ricochet being in the match and some of these guys – uh, they would have some high-flying spots. There would be some physical spots. And really, Hanson really stole the show for me, I thought. He did awesome during the match. A lot of the stuff athletically he did was just fantastic. Doing, like, cartwheels and kick flips and jumping off the you know uh, top rope, doing all these cool moves. I think he stole the show, in my personal opinion. Uh, did fantastic during the match. A 9.25, I would give that. And with, the uh, obviously, the winners there, the uh, Ricochet, Dunn, and the War Raiders, Hanson and Roll went over there on that fantastic match. I give it a 9.25. Everything was just great about this match. I wouldn't give it a solid, you know, a 10. It's just hard to give a 10, you know, 10 out of 10 on a match. I'd give it a 9.25, though. Mike, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought it was a really good match. My ranking, I give it a 9.0, a hard 9.0, same as I did Tommaso and them, because I thought there was basically, like, you know, there's both really good. But I give the edge to match of the night because we had to vote for our fantasy wrestling in the league. Yeah. I voted the War Games matches match of the night. Like, I like the whole storytelling and stuff like that. Pete Dunn kept trying to get in and the War Raiders yeah. kept busting through instead and, like, kept pushing them back. And then with whole Fish getting in before and lock, using the other his lock yeah. over there on, you know, I thought that was pretty good and stuff and getting rid of it. You know, I thought that was... I thought that was pretty good. I, I thought that was a really good storytelling and stuff like that. I kept expecting a heel turn from Pete Dunn, but I, 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 and that's why I was kind of expecting there at the end, whenever him and Ricochet was celebrating up on the thing, I thought he's gonna he's gonna attack him and he's gonna push him off of this cage and something like that and hold up both belts, you know. But I was just like, but I totally see them for foreshadowing that, and that's gonna be probably your NXT takeover. Uh, New York weekend mania weekend. I think that'll be one of your matches. Maybe champion versus champion, title versus title. I could totally see them going that route if they don't make uh, Pete Dunn lose the belt before then or Ricochet. 
So, um, overall, though, I thought the match was really good. Had a lot of really good spots, like you were saying about Hanson and stuff. I thought he did an awesome job. You know, Undisputed Era as a team's really good. And I thought Fish looked pretty good for his, like, first match really back, you know. And uh, I liked the whole thing of them bringing the undisputed chairs in there. <laughs> I thought that was a good spot. Yeah, it well, was. Cool. And then bringing the weapons. Morgan, I always love it when the weapons get brought in. I think they just add so much more good table spots and stuff. I mean, it was uh, pretty good. It, it was all around. It was really good. And the ricochet spot off the top was really good. Yes. Um, but I give it the edge on the match of the night. I give it a strong 9.0 out of 10, though. Yep. And overall, the card in itself, NXT TakeOver, I'd give it a solid 8.75 out of 10. You had a couple nines, 9.25, you know, things of that nature. I'd give it a solid 8.75 just for the fact that, you know, the Baszler match kind of under-exceeded what I thought would happen in that match, you know. Um, but it is what it is. You know, overall, I was very stoked with the card. It, it delivered once again. My, what was your overall grade on the card? I'd give it a strong 8.5 out of 10. I thought it was a really strong show from top to bottom, and I enjoyed it. The, even the whole riddle thing getting added in there, I thought. But I thought, it, I thought it was good, and I thought everything was timed pretty good. Besides the, you know, the first interference, I thought that could have went a little longer. Should have been in the second fall, because that's when they should have gotten panic mode. That like Baszler may lose. That's the way it works for heels, not first freaking thing of interference. You yeah, know, exactly. That's my only real problems. But overall, I'd give the show an 8.5. Super strong show. One of the great, one of the better takeovers they've had, you know. They just keep keep delivering and things like that. But we'll go ahead and jump into uh, Byron. Uh, he's going to give us a, a quick uh, promotional uh, uh, segment here on the show. So we'll be back in just one short second. Hello, X1 Animosity 1X here, also known as Byron. No, not Byron Saxton, but I do stream on Mixer. So come over, follow me, and chat with me on at mixer.com backslash. X1 Animosity 1X. That's X1 A N I M O S I T Y 1X. Hope to see you there and back to the show. And thanks again, Byron, for um, that little promotional video about his uh, Mixer channel. Go over and uh, definitely follow him there on Twitter uh, and Facebook and things like that, and the Mixer uh, channel because he streams, you know, quite a few games on there for the Xbox. Uh, so definitely go over there and appreciate you, Byron, for sending that in there. We'll uh, gladly promote that each time to get people uh, following your channel. So really appreciate that. Um, but we'll go ahead and jump into the Survivor Series card, which you know we're pretty fresh on our minds. Just happened here. We're on our way home from uh, went up uh, Michael's brother's house and watched the card. So we had a good time. We did. Our, uh, scramble series there for the uh, for the show. We got to draw random superstars. You know that's kind of we we do the re- fancy wrestling thing like you guys have heard before, and we got to draw names uh, out of a, a bowl here. And like I said, we uh, got to pick our teams by pretty much uh, a drawing. And uh, my oh, team you mean my, pickups this year. Yeah, pretty much pickups. <laughs> it was pretty much what it was. Drawed a lot of guys like Ming Ai. Uh, you know, a lot of the announcers and things of that nature. So we had to do a few pickups, but it was overall, it was all fun games. It was fun. I had a good time watching it. But uh, we'll go ahead and uh, jump into the uh, Survivor Series card pre-show match. Uh, pre-show match, you firstly had the tag team match, which was one of our matches we was looking more sp- most forward to. Yeah. Hint, hint, sarcasm in that. Um, you know, I think that's why they docked it with the pre-show. It just wasn't a lot of hype behind it. I don't think I don't think a lot of people at all was really hyped up about the match. You know, it, it was okay for what it was worth. I mean, we kind of missed a little bit over there. We was out getting some food for the show. Uh, you know, we got some hot chocolate, some Slurpees, and things of that nature just to, you know, get ready for the show. Um, but what I seen with it, I mean, it was... Yeah. I mean, six out of ten. I don't really know how to grade it much, and I and 
Well, and another thing, we'll get into that a little bit later, but this was uh, SmackDown 1, Raw 0, or we think was SmackDown winning. Obviously, yeah. the SmackDown tag teams won. But going into the main card, they didn't count that. Corey Graves brought it up after, well, you'll get, we'll hear it in just a little bit, but Raw, spoiler alert, Raw won the first match um, for that. And it was like, okay, Raw's won to nothing. And then Corey Graves brought it up to Michael Cole. He's like, well, technically, SmackDown won the first match with the pre-show, and Cole's pretty much said along the lines of, well, the pre-show match don't count. But on, moving on, uh, and just kind of just moved on from that like it was nothing. It was swept under the rug. I really didn't, I don't really get the the point of that. If it's a, if it's a Raw versus SmackDown match, you're not even going to count it because it's on the pre-show. But it was a part of the show in itself, so you should still count it. I don't understand what their logic behind that was. But you'll hear as we keep going on, I think, why the reason they did that. But I still don't really know, honestly. But I give it a 6 out of 10. Mike, what was your thoughts on that? I actually I give it a seven point two five out of ten. I thought it was a lot stronger, way stronger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought Raw had a lot better performance than I was expecting because that was pretty much all in that that match was going to pretty much suck and stuff like that. Yeah. So for it to actually come down to one versus one and the revival making the finals, I was pretty actually happy with that, that was stuff. Cool. Yeah. You know, they actually had a chance. You know, once that's something I wouldn't have, I did not guess. Yeah. I kind of on my packet. I think I even had them having like two or three teams. You know. Right. Left, you know, which there was, it was a, a lone survivor, and it was the Usos got the win and stuff like that. So, but overall, I mean, I'd give it a seven point two five. I mean, it was one of the better pre-show matches that we've seen recently. But a lot of that, to be fair, though, this is one of the big pay-per-views, and they it's a Survivor Series match. Yeah. So, um, but overall, SmackDown got the win on that one. Oh crap! I just forgot on fantasy. Me and Byron supposed to get an additional twenty points because we was Team Raw. That's right. Yes, we'll add that in. Yeah, because y'all was Team Raw. And uh, what well, spoiler alert? Yeah. Well, I got yeah. Raw. And you all probably hearing this and knowing you hear it probably tomorrow. You'll know. That. You'll know. I mean, we'll go ahead and tell you that Raw is the victor of the night. So I mean, because you're gonna learn really fast that. But and they will be promoting the heck out of that. Yeah, we'll be talking a lot about that because that has a lot to do with the pay per view and our views of the pay per view. I think. But overall, the pre show match, I'd give it a seven point two five. It was a lot better than I thought it was gonna be, though. Yeah. Said seven point two five for Mikey there on that. Um, we'll go ahead and jump into the uh, the first match of the night, which was the women's uh, Survivor Series match, Raw versus SmackDown. Um, overall, it was an okay match for what it was worth. You know, I just I oh, really the replacements who are replacements. yes. Okay, so before the show, I, I forgot to mention the replacements there. Natty and uh, Ruby Riot had got into a scuffle. Uh, you know, before the show, because they was kind of arguing back and forth, like, you know, I'm not even honestly sure what they was arguing about. They just, you know, tell, you know, he on the face does that argue, and they got into a fight. Um, Alexa Bliss, the team captain, per se, or the manager, whatever you want to call it, come in there and said, well, Ruby and Natty, you're disqualified. So then they end up bringing up uh, Bailey versus or Bailey and Sasha. Like, we kind of thought, well, we didn't think they would be in the match, but we kind of thought they was deserving uh, members in the match, you know, since they've been around a long time, you know, and things of that nature. But they brought them in. And also, on the SmackDown side, you had the mystery, uh, you know, the uh, mystery person there that was going to be added, Mandy Rose. We got Mandy Rose in there on that. She got added. Um, you know, it is what it is. But we had the, uh, the women's match. Um, I wasn't really invested in this match per se, quite you know, too much. I mean, you know, you obviously had you know the star power out of the match, which was you know Charlotte, Becky, Ronda, you know, Bliss. Even you know, you had them took out of the match in itself. I, I thought it was okay. I wouldn't really rank it very high. I wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention. I'm pretty sure I was uh, 
doing something, filling out like or updating packet scores and things of that nature from the SmackDown match before. So I really wasn't paying too much attention to it. And we was kind of, you know, talking back and forth. But really was a match I wasn't invested in. To be fair, I, I probably would give it just a six, six and a half out of ten again. You know, it was uh, just a match that happened. And Raw ended up winning the match, obviously, like we've told before, Raw did win. And they got the first fall. And they let us know that the score was one to nothing on Raw just took out the SmackDown score in itself, but not not a lot to say. I'd just give it a solid six and a half. Mike, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I can pretty much agree everything you said. I, I'd give the match a six and a half. I, I mean, I, my lone survivor, I had two survivors. I thought it'd be Oscar, and I thought it'd be Naomi. Naomi was the first one instantly, yeah. pretty much instantly eliminated. I didn't see that. And coming. I'm kind of like, really? I was just like, uh. I was like, okay. But the whole thing that killed me was freaking Nia Jax. It's just the, how strong they built her in that match. I'm kind of like, I know she's the next to fight Ronda, but I'm like, dear God. Yeah. She just yeah. come in and pretty much eliminated everybody herself. And I'm just like, pretty really? like a Roman 2.0 on that for her last Survivor Series match. But yeah, yeah, I was just like, well, I'm glad I was 100% off because my prediction was that uh, she was going to get uh, remotely eliminated pretty quick because I thought all the team would turn against her. But, no, I was uh, 100% wrong on that. Who was the last one? Asuka? Yep. Was Asuka the last one for SmackDown? And then she just did her uh, – what's that stupid slam called? Uh, uh, the Samoan drop or whatever. That, yeah, whatever. It's yeah, like, so yeah. she did that, and then she won, and then uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, overall, pretty disappointed. There really wasn't a whole lot of big spots. I gave it a six point five. I thought the men's tag match was honestly better. Yeah, and if we had to grade those, I'd agree. Yeah, I would say the men's was better. I was pretty disappointed in that match, just in general. But overall, brawl one, SmackDown zero. Zero. Yeah, and they let us know on that they kept score a tally there throughout the night. Brawl one, SmackDown zero. Um, but the next match tonight was Nakamura and. Seth Rollins, so Nakamura and Seth Rollins. I thought this match was good. They had a lot of back and forth. I was I was kind of invested in this match. I thought they had a good back and forth. Um, you know, with the victor, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins won the match. I kind of thought, I said in the podcast, I, I'll go back, I said that Seth Rollins would win on the podcast, but I got kind of starting to think about it. I was like, well, Dean will probably interfere and kind of set their feud up for TLC. Like, I think me and you was talking earlier in the show. Somebody had mentioned that maybe on the, the Facebook group. Kind of was, a you know, a good uh, segue into TLC. Come out and hit him with the chair or table or whatever, what have you there. But Seth Rollins got the victory uh, clean. Uh, overall, great match. I, I was pretty invested in it. I'd give it a 7.75 out of 10. I thought it was really good. Um, first time seeing Nakamura and Seth into the ring together and Nakamura in his full blue gear, which kind of was odd because he's always in red or, or you know, something else or black or something. But uh, it was kind of weird seeing him and all that. But yeah, overall, I thought the match was good. I'd give it a seven uh, seven point seven point five out of 10. Uh, great match with Seth Rollins winning and Raw 2, SmackDown 0. Mike, what's your thoughts? Now, see, this is where we have to disagree. This was the match that I was comparing Gargano and Black to. Like, I thought... I was really pumped for seeing Nakamura and Seth together. Yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't think they really meshed very good together. I yeah. mean, there at the end, it started picking up a little bit. But I thought Nakamura just pretty much dominated the whole time, and it's just like, yeah, ah, I know he's healed, but then, and then like, you figure for sure they'd have some kind of, like, heel, you know, interference or something like that. I was expecting with, that. And, you know, SmackDown would get a win. That would be, like, Raw got a win, SmackDown got a win. That would be their their equalizer you know that'd be the one make it one one but no i don't know i just i I thought it was just really bland for the most time 
I thought it was I thought Seth Seth has a lot better matches than that usually yeah and I thought Nakamura and, and it makes me mad man it like it really kills me that Nakamura is yet to have that five star match on the main roster he's not gotten close to it no this match I give it a seven I just give it a seven I think it was better than the women's five-on-five Survivor Series match. But besides that, it really didn't blow me away. Like, I thought it would be really good. Uh, the, the, I guess and the only reason – I'd probably give it a 6.5, but the only reason i give it a 7 is because I was shocked that Seth actually won. Yeah. I, I mean, every one of our packets, everybody picked Nakamura. Yeah. I yep. mean, it was just like it, – it's just so weird. Seth lost straight up to Dolph Ziggler at uh, Crown Jewel without Dean in – Dean Ambrose interference. Then yeah. he straight up won without a Dean. I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, so. Th- and then later on the night, well, this is not spoil. I mean, because it's this, this is all we're going to be talking about, Seth and Dean. Really, they already announced in four weeks at TLC, it's going to be for the Intercontinental Title, Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins. I'm like, why? I was just like, who, the guy on Facebook. And we need to look him up, find yeah. out. Yeah, we'll, we'll get him. And you know, I thought that was dead on what they should have did. They should have had the interference. And then even him put him through a table and all that and had a, a table match or just a TLC match just in general. Yeah. Like, how cool would that have been to have him sit him on the announcer table, beat him up with the chair, and then do an elbow drop through the table or something like that? Yeah, that could have worked. Definitely. Ooh, I just got a Darius Geis, uh card on this break I'm in right then. So, nice. it was a, a jersey. I wish it was auto jerseys, but I did get a card, so I'll oh. take that. Sorry about that, folks. Uh just because I paid twenty five bucks to get into this and to get the Redskins, and I didn't, I didn't think I was going to get anything, but at least got a card. So yeah. happy about that. But anyways, um, you know, the, I don't know. I just felt Seth and Nakamura was going to be really good. I thought that would be more of your eight point five, you know, range to one of the. Ma- I, I thought that was how they was going to start the show, and they was going to start it off really hot. Then you was going to have the whole interference, Dean putting him through a table and stuff like that, and really setting setting the bar high, starting the show. And plus, with the interference, it's not a straight up, straight up win. So you can have that match later on down the road if you ever need it at a big pay per view. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of disappointed, which I like when there's a straight up winner. But at the same time, I'm fine with not doing a straight up winner if it's setting up for later on down the road. Yeah. And but that's that's all I pretty much got to say about that though. Okay. And uh, like I said, on that one there, um, overall pretty good match. But uh, we'll move on to the next uh, next match. What we have next on the card? It was. Um, Authors of Pain and Bar. Op and Bar, yep. Authors of Pain versus Bar. Um, this match was okay. I, I, this is one of the matches that, that I was excited, really excited going into, and it really didn't live up to the hype for me. Uh, I, I just, you know, I, I felt it'd be really physical. Uh, and it was, had a couple decent spots, but it just, like, I, I'm in agreement with, with your past one with this match here. I just felt like they didn't really mesh well together at all. Op was kind of, uh, Authors of Pain was kind of sloppy in the ring, and Bar just, they really didn't mesh together on, on this match here, I really didn't think. Um, I would give probably the match, I'd give a solid seven to this match, too. You know, like I said, um, the Authors of Pain obviously win, which that would make the score three to nothing now. Uh, you know, with Raw being the victors again, I, I just I didn't really care much for this match. I didn't have I ain't really got a whole lot to say about it. Just wasn't a big fan of it. I was expecting some physical spots, really physical back and forth. Authors of Pain put on some you know some great matches in NXT. You know, with uh, you know the revival and all these people here down in these triple threat tag matches and things of that nature. And I thought they would mesh well with the bar, with the bar being just as physical and those guys. You know, but they really didn't. There wasn't any physical spots. It was just kind of back and forth. Kind of felt like a raw match to me. 
in my personal opinion, and with Authors Pain getting the win. Uh, other than that, and it, I, Drake Maverick peed on himself, and, and that was pretty much how they got the win. They, he peed on himself when Big Show choked him and put him up on the ropes, and they kind of zoomed in, and he peed on himself. And uh, he, they got in, they got distracted, and Authors Pain got the victory by that. So, I mean, I don't know. That was just kind of a, a dumb end into that. But I'd give it a, a 7 out of 10. But, Mike, what do you got to say on that? I hated it. There's pretty much no nice way of saying it. Um, I hated the PG ending with the whole peeing himself. I thought that was for like a freaking kids. Yeah. I thought that was just something like really. Right. Uh, I thought Authors Pain looked really botchy in this match. Yeah. They rushed. I don't know why they looked so out of sync, man. From the get go, even tagging each other in. Yep. They even hit the cameraman. They yeah. was so botchy and all over the place. Yeah. Cesaro and Sheamus didn't look good at all. I mean, and that's not their fault. It's just ALP. I just thought ALP looked bad in this match. I think, I don't know. I think maybe just having this, not them not really being on TV hardly any in the last three or four months, and then putting the titles on them instantly, and then throwing them into a big match against champion versus champion. And the bar that's proven. I thought know. that was, it just thought, I thought this match would be pretty good. I thought it would be physical and stuff, but I really just didn't feel like it felt that it hit any i didn't think it really ever hit any momentum really at all in this match even the ending and stuff i thought it was all stupid yeah. five yeah i give it a I five can, i, I can agree there i yeah. thought it was just all around there's a deer i thought it was all around pretty just there was just there was no highlights there was not one spot i'm like oh man on! oh this is awesome oh crap they're killing you know no, no even like when they were like kind of like clobbing each other and stuff it's still just like so botchy it just looked like they was rushing everything yes and i hate that because i like the authors of pain and i like cesaro and sheamus and this was a match i was looking forward to but like in byron and you know travis on her post or pre-show or you know prediction that was me super physical i was really excited for their match their match i thought that was going to be a real good match of brawlers and rough and big and fit you know right. thousand pounds of weight in that ring at one time didn't feel it Five out of ten. Yeah. Soft five out of ten. A soft five. Not a hard, but a soft one. That's what she said. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I think we're kind of in both in agreement. Wasn't very big fans of that match. But uh, we'll move on from the negative energy there on that match. You know, we'll, uh, what we got for the next match there, Mike? It was 205 championship match. Uh, uh, Blake, or I mean, Murphy, I'm sorry, Buddy Murphy versus um, uh, Mustafa Ali. Fantastic match. I, I was very invested in this match. I thought I always said on these 205 live matches and you know championship matches that if they give them time, they can put on a fantastic match. And they delivered. I'd give it an 8.25 out of 10. Awesome match. You know, obviously with a, a Murphy retaining his cruiserweight championship. Mustafa Ali took a lot of damage in this match. He did. We was uh, you know talking throughout the match, and it, like Michael was talking about, you know, throughout the match. Man, his back. I don't know if he could take anymore. Like he was just getting these back spots like crazy throughout the match, and uh, a lot of cool stuff happened. We thought they was going to get the table busted in that match, but um, uh, Murphy run up and did the. Uh, I don't know what you call it. It's kind of like a backflip type move when you can, they're on to each other and they do like a backflip. I'm not sure what the correct vocabulary for that move is, but um, overall, fantastic match. I was very invested in this. I wouldn't have minded to see Mustafa Ali win, but you got Buddy just you know just won the title. I think they'll keep keep him with a lengthy run with the cruiserweight championship uh, and let him move on to fight someone else. There, but overall, I was very pumped about this one. Um, I give it an eight point two five out of ten. Mike, what do you got? And the phone just went down, but we're there. We go. Go ahead. Still good. Still good. Yeah, we're all cool. right. 
Oh, Cousins threw a touchdown to Diggs. That helps me. Cool. Oh, and then then Rudolph. What? And then Cousins passed to Rudolph. Okay. Well, I got both of them starting. So, uh, but I'm against Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Anyways, folks, sorry about that. Uh, the match itself, I agree, 8.25. I, I was really big into this match. I was sitting there, I just like we was talking, but I just kept, couldn't take my eyes off of it. It's big time into the match. I thought it was really good. You know, I thought the spots was really good. And I, you know, the only thing that kind of pisses me off is the crowd, man. Oh, yeah, the man. crowd's so inconsistent this whole night. You will get more into that a little bit later. Yeah, and, and you know, this is just me starting to get on my rant about the crowd. I'll get more reasons, but it's just like they were so dead this whole match. And it's like they're killing it, and then they'd start doing a 205 chain, and then they just quit. And it's not like they come off a really hot match before. It was a sucky match before. Yeah, you've come off a couple crappy matches in a row, and then it's just like they're, they're killing it. They're doing awesome spots, diving, flips off the top rope, you know, moves off the top rope, doing all this cool stuff, reversals, flip. Hurricanas, it's just like, oh my god, this is awesome. And you all are sitting on your dang hands, but then you all chant 205 for a second, and then that's it. It it made me mad. The crowd, they're very inconsistent. I'll get more why they kind of killed me for the night. I went to them fine. You're you're at the show, you you know, and like even in the pre-show, they were booing the crap out of Raw, like they were cheering SmackDown when they'd punch superstars, and they were booing Raw. Yeah, (laughs) I had to tell them that's what they got was Raw the whole night. So whatever. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I thought this match was really good. Uh, on the packet, I actually switched it and put Mustafa Ali after I kept talking about him being a bridesmaid. I said it works better with Buddy Murphy. But I'm like, you know, on the packets, everybody's went Buddy Murphy. I'm going to go Mustafa Ali. Didn't pan out for me. I still lost packets, though, so it didn't matter. Well, it could have been another two. No, how much did Zach? Zach got five fifty-five. Five fifty-five. Well, I I had I had four seventy-five, so that would have still I'd still been like fifty-five points back. Yeah. So that wouldn't have done me no good. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, I thought uh, their match was really good. I enjoyed it. I'd give it an eight point twenty eight point two five hard. Two oh five hard. <laughs> two oh five hard. But uh, yeah, well, again, we'll uh, one of the greater matches there of the night. But uh, we'll move on into the next match, which was the was it the men's Survivor Series or. Is that the next one? I see men's yeah. Survivor Series and Ron. Okay. Yeah, yeah and then the main. Okay, so men's Survivor Series match. Um, <laughs> we was, you know, it was funny, you know, throughout the whole match. We were just kind of talking about how Shane was the best in the world. And, that, you know, that was just keeping me invested. And, it, and, you know, it got down to the end. Shane was like the lone, lone guy against Braun. Um, stinking Bobby Lashley and uh, who's the other one? Uh, Braun, Bobby Lashley, and uh, was it? Drew. Drew. Oh, it was the final three that survived. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Drew, Drew Bobby, and Braun versus Shane there towards the end. And I was, I just kept going. Shane is the best in the world. He's gonna get this done. He's gonna, he's gonna pin Braun, and Drew's gonna turn on Bobby. You know, but uh, spoiler alert, that didn't happen. Braun got in there, uh, destroyed Shane. Shane had a couple cool spots. Did a table spot there too. Braun threw the table. Uh, you know, jumped off the top rope, went out through the announcer's table, went through it. Was awesome. Uh, Shane did a couple coast to coach with coast to coach with Ray Mysterio. Kept like nudging him throughout the whole. He's like Shane, you got to do another one. Oh, no, was Miz. Miz. Yeah, but I think Ray did it to him one time though. Yeah, yeah and then Miz got him the last time after I guess after Ray was eliminated. But uh, uh, it was just a cool, a cool moment. But Raw got the victory. You know, as you've probably uh, heard, it's, it's heavy Raw tonight. So uh, Raw did get the victory. Braun. 
Braun and them go over uh, with three survivors left throughout the thing. Again, Braun, Bobby, and Drew McIntyre was the, the three survivors, and they uh, pretty much destroyed them after after a while. They had Raw had a you know a decent little showing there, or SmackDown had a decent showing there at the beginning, but uh, overall, I don't know if you could even say that with Joe. Yeah, well, that, that's another thing that did suck. I, honestly, why he got eliminated, I kind of forgot he was in the match, honestly. But that was the sucky part that happened during the uh, the pay-per-view. They eliminated him first. I was really mad about that. Um, that happened. I thought I picked on the packet. He'd be the lone survivor, and SmackDown would win. But turns around, he's the one that got eliminated. I'm glad you reminded me of that, because I did forget about that. And I was really mad about that initially. But, um, you know, SmackDown loses. Raw wins. <sighs> 7.5 out of 10. You know, just the way they did Joe, they kind of dampered it for me. Um, I've not really got a lot to say on it. Mike, what do you got? We had fun watching it, but as a fan, I hated it. And we had fun just because of the whole Shane stuff, but in all reality, I absolutely hated it. From the get-go, eliminating Samoa Joe within like a minute. Yeah. That's bullshit. Sorry for my language. Uh, Samoa Joe was just fighting AJ Styles, your champion, and all this, and you know. Yep. And then you, 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 it's always hard after somebody fights for the title to keep them looking strong. Well, what do you do? You make them get eliminated first? Yeah. Instantly? And you have people like Jeff Hardy in the match and things like that, but you put Samoa out there and get eliminated first. Yeah, that's what killed me. I'm just like, come on. It's just like, Raw just basically dominated from the get-go. And then Finn... Finn pretty much got eliminated like right after that, and it's just like, what are we doing? Why, why even add him to the stupid match? I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. And then Shane got elim- Shane eliminated Ziggler again and stuff, but it, it just all around, I just thought it was just bad. I felt like SmackDown, the whole night just absolutely. There's another deer. Another deer. But it's just like they just buried SmackDown tonight, a hundred percent. I mean, absolutely just made them look bad. And it's like, and then by making them look as bad as they did, it's like, yeah, now you just made people like Finn look even worse. It's like, oh, everybody else can survive but Finn? Yeah, exactly. Finn and Ziggler? It's just like, really? Yeah. Uh, but, and then the thing, to top it all, why I hated it so much. Then after the, I mean, like McIntyre and them never had nothing, no problem with Braun and them. No. Then all of a sudden, here comes Corbin. As soon as the match ends, Braun's celebrating. He he, he he hits him from behind and then runs. And then he walks out with Drew and Bobby, and they're all kind of just celebrating. And it's just like, really? You didn't even do like a chair shot. I'm like, this is a Monday Night Raw ending. Yeah. I was like, this is basically like. That's what it felt like. That's like basically saying you can't attack me till the week of the pay-per-view or something. Or until like, you know, you can't attack me. Until we can't, you basically can't attack me until the pay per view Sunday. But Corbin could, but if Corbin does, then it's all fair game. And that's how yeah. it basically boils down to it was. Yeah. He hits him and then he just runs off. And it's like you didn't even do a good job hitting him. Mm-hmm. At least I, I would have rather had seen McIntyre, I'd rather have seen McIntyre and Bobby Lashley then help, help um, Corbin, Corbin. And, and throw Strowman through a table. Yeah. It's just kind of like, yeah, we teamed together to get this for Raw, but by God, I'm still, I ain't forgetting our feud. Yeah. Nope. None of that. I just thought all around, I, I absolutely hated that. I give it a six. 
because I did like it more than AOP and them. And I did have fun because we had fun just talking and talking crap about Shane and how he's best in the world, how awesome he is. Yeah. That was fun. I did enjoy that. So I had a fun time during watch match, but actually as a fan, no, I thought it was stupid. It was terrible. Yeah. Ryan did not like it. Yeah, I, I'm in agreement there with the Joel thing, really. What kind of put a sour taste in my mouth there from the get-go was like you have one of the top guys on SmackDown and you just kind of treat him like crap. After again, he's just been in a title match. So, you know... I don't know why they did that. I don't know why. Um, it just kind of makes me mad. It really does. Um, but we'll move on into the next match again. That was a, another one of the spots in the show that wasn't very, you know, it wasn't the highest of moments of moments. But uh, we'll move on into the next match there, which was Charlotte. Um, Charlotte versus Charlotte versus Runda Rousey. Uh, the match itself it was good. I, I enjoyed the match back and forth. They uh, got really, It got physical during the match. I, I, that's what I liked about it. It had Ronda kind of get pushed, you know, throughout the whole match. got busted open there early with the uh, Charlotte Elbow, uh, which was good. What's your victor here? Um, spoiler alert was Ronda Rousey by disqualification. Uh, you know, the match started really, really picking up there towards the end, and it was really getting going. Like, they was doing arm bars and throws and judo throws and chops and things of that nature. Then uh, Charlotte gets out of the ring, and Ronda's chasing her, and Charlotte hits her with the kendo stick uh, and ends it there. And they keep getting physical. She hits her with the kendo stick. I mean, she, uh, Ronda really looked bad after the match. Like She had bruises and cuts and scrapes and, and all this stuff on the back there. And she barely could walk out of the arena, which that was cool. It's it's It'll set up for a mania match, I feel like, down the road. Ronda will get back at her. You know, they won't see each other for a while after after tonight. You know, Ronda will come on Raw tomorrow. Charlotte pushed me with no limits. But, you know, I'm still the champion, all this and that. And, They'll set up for a mania match. I'd assume down the road, or you know, when Becky coming back, you may have a triple threat match with all three of them in there uh, for that. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I, I give the match an eight point seven five out of ten. I thought it was pretty. I thought it was good. I was. I really enjoyed the match uh, itself. It was good. Uh, we we all. It was consensus match of the night. You know, I, I could have voted. I went with Brock and Brian there at the end, but uh, I could vote Charlotte and them too. They both had a fantastic match fantastic match i thought um with ronda winning by disqualification which that makes raw another victory smackdown with technically zero victories in the match but uh again charlotte beat the heck out of her pretty much but uh overall that's pretty much all i got to ramble on about that match mike what was your thoughts on it i really enjoyed this match a lot this was the my match of the night thing i liked about it, it was just so physical even like ronda getting her mouth busted from like whenever she's pushing her elbow and like her hit her in the face, I was just like it was just so physical, yeah. from the start to finish. I look, I really felt like both of them. It's just like, like an old Dragon Ball Z episode where you got two superpowers colliding and like neither one can get the edge, and then yeah. one finally gets the edge for a minute, and it's like ah, not so fast. They do something kind of dirtier, and you know, or yeah. do something that gets them the leverage. And I felt like that's how this match went. It was just like neither one could get that step over you know and that would get them that win and right when Ronda's about to get it Charlotte kind of does the heel tech you know does the heel tech you know gets out of the ring and Mm -hmm. you know Ronda like getting there come on and stuff like that and she's all mad as crap bleeding and stuff like that and then she runs around the ring and then boom hits her with that kendo stick and I'm like okay good I was I was kind of I was excited but at the same time I was I was like I hate that they blew their wad four months early and did charlotte and ronda i felt that was a wrestlemania match yeah i did too i was like and especially that is your rumored wrestlemania main event and then you don't main event this pay-per-view with it i'm like huh 
So it can main event your biggest show of the year, mm-hmm. but it cannot main event your fourth biggest pay-per-view of the yeah. year. Yeah. And that's why I kind of felt like something weird was going to happen. Like it was rather Ronda was just going to straight up win or there would be some kind of like DQ finish or something stupid like a double count out. Or something crazy or, with the main event. Or like an interference like Nia comes out there. I, I figured something stupid was going to happen. Yeah. And that's what we got, which I'm fine. You know, people probably like, oh, you're a hypocrite. You hate it. No. No, I hate DQ finishes at certain times and certain feuds. This one I'm fine with because mm-hmm. this was a thrown together match. They literally had zero build, zero build for this match. Right. And if this is a mania main event and you're using it as Survivor Series, and you're not even main eventing with it. It's like you got to do something. And so I liked that it kind of pushed Charlotte to her edge, where it's just like, yeah her getting DQ'd and absolutely beating Ronda to death because now that's going to get them when they fight again that Ronda's going to be pissed and it kind of made Ronda question herself because she's really dominated about everybody she's fought but this was like the ones like maybe I'm not the best and like you could even tell even like when she was holding the title there at the end she kind of looked at it and like kind of like was like starting to cry because she kind of felt disappointed in herself. Yeah. And then see here, this one it gets me to the point with the fans. Oh yeah, I was, yeah, I was gonna mention that. They was booing Charlotte before the match and cheering Ronda, and then after the match they're cheering the crap out of Charlotte and booing the crap out of Ronda. Thank you, Ronda. Thank you, Ronda. Uh, Thank you, Charlotte. Yeah. You know, and you deserve it to Ronda and stuff like that. And Ronda said something to one of the fans. Like, you're not a real man. Yeah, and then, like, even during the match, Charlotte said something to one of the fans. Mm-hmm. Yelled at one of the fans. So yeah. there was some fan in the front row that kept yelling stuff because Brock said something to that fan, too. Oh, did he? he yeah. Said too. He said something to him, too. You know, he called him an effing moron, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought he did it to Ref, but it might have been the No, fan it was a fan because he was looked at because he said something. Like, there's, there's that fan on that front row on oh, that okay, non-camera yeah. side. Okay. So there was... T- two incidents where that happened yep. and you know and then there at the end it's just like but the fans were just so inconsistent they chant Becky and then you know that's fine I like Becky but then it's like you're booing Charlotte and y'all, y'all hated Charlotte a month ago and then you're cheering her because she did the hit I'm like oh you all hate Ronda now all of a sudden yeah, I'm like everybody cheers Ronda I was like what's Ronda did that's so wrong oh she beat Bliss big deal I was just like <laughs> I don't know. That's what I couldn't understand, really. I'm like, I don't know what she really done this whole thing or, you know, yeah. to really do that. But, you know, that's just the f- I mean, when you're a fan, you got your, you can get your opinions. I don't care, but I just don't understand why all of a sudden the turn. I mean, they weren't doing symphony for Ronda during the match. or not. I, I don't know. I just could not figure out because usually WWE does try to do a heavy hand and, like, push stuff down. And it's just like they really wasn't. They was basically evenly matched. Mm-hmm. The yep. whole match from the get-go, Charlotte would get some offense. Ronda get offense. They're both reversing each other's finishers. They're getting hit with finishers, and they're kicking out, you know. They're getting each other's submissions, reversing it, and reversing it into another submission, flipping. You know, they, it was all over the place. I thought it was a really good match. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they did do the DQ finish instead of just one, two, three, one, two, three. you know, vice versa either way. So I think it needs to be saved to Mania. Yeah, I agree. And if Becky does keep her momentum, I'd totally be fine. With it being a triple threat, but if she don't keep her momentum from this injury and stuff, I'm fine just straight up if it's Charlotte and uh, Ronda. Because, yeah. so, I mean, I feel like that's the way it's going to go, but I thought the match itself was really good. I enjoyed it from start to finish. Yeah. I was into it. I mean, there, there was, wasn't botchy at all. Mm-mm. You know, no, usually, women's, match usually women's matches are kind of botchy. Even like when Charlotte fought Becky, there was botches in the match. So mm-hmm. I was kind of expecting with Ronda, 
I was like, because she's green. I was like, I figured there'd be a lot. No, but it was actually a really smooth match for the most part. And I was like, well. Yeah. But overall, I'd give the match uh, an 8.75 out of 10. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I did too. I, I'm agreement there with the fans and the whole aspect. I just mimic what you said pretty much. It's just a lot of inconsistencies through the nights. You know, you're booing Ronda at the end. When she really, uh, yeah, like you said, I get where, you know, fans, they do all that stuff. And in reality, she didn't really do it to deserve, you know, anything on that nature. But. Again, I just don't understand the flip. That's what. Yeah, because they was yeah, everybody's cheering Ronda, you know, throughout her whole time she's been in WWE in there, and they're booing Charlotte, but now they're uh, cheering Charlotte here and uh, booing Ronda. At oh, the end. It's like I would totally understand if Ronda was getting killed the whole match, like just absolutely just getting beat to death. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there at the end she starts hulking up, and then like, right. and then she gets the momentum, and then like Charlotte does that. I could totally understand then, because mm-hmm. at least it's like, at least. You know, there's a reason, like, the, the reason that's like, I hate that they're going the route of, like, her being like this, uh, oh, she just gets whooped, and then she comes and does, like, her two moves. No, she was doing yeah. a lot of moves and a lot of offense. Right. That's the thing that I couldn't understand. I just couldn't get a grasp on it. I'm like, if she was literally doing, like, a Roman Reigns or John Cena or Hulk Hogan, I am totally can see, like, that's all she does. She literally yeah. gets whooped, and then at the last second she starts taking. No, I mean, I mean, the whole time they was back and forth, and they was both very physical. Mm-hmm. And as both looked like both looked like hell, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, at the towards the end, they really. Yeah, did. but yeah. honestly, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was really good though. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, and I, I'm in agreement there. It was a very good match, very good match, and it lived up to the hype on there. Though some of these matches didn't, but this was one of the ones that did live up to the hype. So I'm very excited about that that they did deliver on that. But we'll move on to our main event of the evening: Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan for you know champion versus champion. Um, I thought the match was really good. I you know I was, I was scared at the beginning where you know Brock kept doing suplexes and F5s to Brian and kind of Brian looked like he was pretty much unconscious and he sold that well you know and things uh, he kept suplex suplex and did an F5 and then he's going to pin him one two and pulled Brian up to do a little bit more damage and as Brian was you know pretty much on the ground you know he started getting some kicks in kicks in hit, hit Brock in the head a couple times then Daniel Bryan got a lot of offense in which was really cool I'm glad they kept him strong I'm okay with Brock winning I've not no problem at all winning with that which I said in the uh, prediction show that Daniel Bryan will win just to kind of go off the grain and you know uh, have a big heel heel run for Daniel Bryan but he's still strong heel don't get me wrong that's it's all great great and fine and things of that nature but overall I, I, I was happy with the match I, I kind of I knew in my heart of hearts that Brock would probably win but I was still kind of thinking well Daniel Bryan has a shot but at the same time you don't want Brock to look uh look weak and even if he was going into like a uh, like a UFC match or what have you there and to get tapped out by Daniel Bryan that wouldn't make WWE or him look strong at all going into you know fight against maybe a potential Cormier down the road but I, I get where they're coming from and Brock's your main your main guy your beast your champion I'm, I'm Brock's one of my all time favorites since I was Daniel you know that's why that was I was really pumped up about this match and they didn't look make Daniel look weak you know they did at the end but that Brock does that to, to everybody he fights at the beginning he suplex 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 city calling out doing the fans doing all that and uh they made daniel bryan have a little offense which that's that's all i was asking for on that just don't make him look totally weak don't make come in there do two three f5s and uh just call it a night you know after that i was that's that was one thing i was just i was happy with the match i give it an eight point uh two five out of ten eight point eight point two five eight point five we can go either way on that um the match itself. I, ho- I the only thing I was kind of hoping for was Daniel Bryan to do a couple suplexes to him. I was wanting him to do that, you know, and showing his wrestling background, which everybody knows, you know, he's a good wrestler too. But um, 
I was, I was, I was happy with the ending the way they did it. That's fine. Brock, you know, got a lot of Daniel Bryan almost had him tap out a couple times, and Brock Bryan was really hitting him there at the end, like showing his physicality to Brock too, you know, and things like that. I thought that was great and fine, but uh, and Brock got the victory there with the uh, the F five one two three at the end, um, and that made Raw what was it. Seven, seven to nothing. Six zero. Six zero. Okay, yeah. yeah. So six zero. Yeah. Six, six one legit, but six zero. What they said. what they called it? Yeah, from the pre-show. But overall, I was fine with it. Brock still, you know, Brock still won. Uh, Daniel had a lot of good offense. I, I'm fine with it. But I'd give it about an eight point five out of ten if I was grading it. Um, that's pretty much all I got to say about it. Mike, what do you got? Yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match. My only thing is that was kind of weird. Brock took forever to come out. I don't know. I still understand why. Yeah, that was Then weird. when he did come out, he walked around the ring like three times. You think he was doing that for time where they would just have a lot of time left or something? I think so, because it was just really, really weird. I thought something was going to happen there because they kept stalling and things. Like, what's going on here? And it did seem weird. It was just out of sync, you know, and, and Brock destroyed him for the longest time. Uh, my only real problems I have with the match is one I would have probably rather just seen Daniel Bryan just been a baby face in this match yeah. than a heel. And then second off, if you're going to be a heel, I'd rather seen him did more heel te- te- techniques. Mm-hmm. Like I would have instead of him one low blow. Yeah, I'd been fine if he kept like kind of pushing the ref, getting the ref distracted and stuff, and doing like two or three low blows and yeah. like. Every time Brock would kind of get some momentum, you know, kind of like the he'd be trying to get Brock would be trying to pick him up, kind of like push the ref and then low blow him and stuff. Yeah. If you're really gonna go that heel route, and that could really take Brock out, and then you know keep hitting him with some finishers and stuff. Yeah. That's my only real gripes with the match. And like you said, I'd like to seem like a suplex on him if he could, if he could do one. I think that would have been really cool. Oh yeah. You know, and make the bridge, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. I just think that would have been really That's cool. That's what I was hoping. We're just some wrestling and re- on wrestling, you know. They're yep. both wrestlers. That's but I mean. liked his physical, how, like, he was stomping Brock's head and stuff like that. And punched him there at the end when he had him in the ass lock. Yeah. Just punched him in the face like that. It looked kind of cool. I thought that was really good. I would have liked to see him Brock Blade. I know that's probably something a lot of people. Well, are like, well, yeah, I agree too. I would have liked to have seen Brock bladed. I would. I would think that would have been cool. And I'd honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing like Daniel Bryan take like a blood pill, like you know, sure. or bust it in his mouth, like make it look like his mouth's pouring the blood. I, I think that would have looked cool. Yeah, definitely. But uh, honestly, I mean, I thought the match was really good, though. I mean, just the only my real that's my own real grab gripes about the match. I think it could have been. I think it would have worked better if you'd have been after WrestleMania 30. SummerSlam, whenever yeah. you had Daniel Bryan full-on yes movement, mm-hmm. Brock coming off in the streak and stuff like that, yeah. I feel like that could have probably matched a little because that's a really David versus Goliath. This match, it's like Daniel's heel, but then he kind of isn't, but then he does weird things, and he kind of acts weird as a heel, yeah. and it's kind of like really not the Daniel Bryan you're really used to yet. Right. Now, if Daniel was more into this role, been into this role for a little bit, but he really hasn't, so it's kind of... it's Just like a week or so. Yeah, it's just, I mean, we've literally, the end of the SmackDown, and that's it. We've not really seen him as a heel since the no movement, you know, since he was no. Mm -hmm. And he'd, like, kind of come out to do the yes, and he'd like, ah, well, I'm not doing it. And then, like, I don't know, but that was really my only real gripes. I'd like to have seen him did more heel technique. Like, and I'd like to have seen him when he would try to do pins, like him grabbing the tights and stuff on Brock. Yeah, yeah. Just really trying to show. But I loved his physicality, how him stomping his head, grabbing his arms and stomping his head. He was stomping his head, his head legit. Too. Yeah. Like, he was hitting him. Like, yeah. that, was, uh, that was really good for me, and I did. And liked, I liked how brutal it was. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know if it was better than AJ in his Matt Brock's match last year. Yeah, I don't. I would. I don't think it was. I it think was still good, but I don't think. I think AJ and them had a better. Yeah, match. I th- I'd give AJ and Brock a better match last year just because it was more balanced. It was like AJ from the get go. You know, he didn't get whooped for twenty some minutes, and then all of a sudden, I mean, it was he. He was a lot more physical early on. Yeah. But uh, I loved how physical and stuff it was. I mean, I would like to see another Daniel Bryan and Brock match. I want to see that build up as a good feud going in, like to a mania. Like, I want to see a full-on five or six weeks, month or so, and things like that feud with that. I, then I think it'd be better. But go ahead there with that. That's fine. But, yeah, honestly, where they took out AJ, I would honestly – and I was disappointed that we never seen one no, – AJ not at all. I know. Yeah, no AJ. Yeah. So, honestly uh, – because I kind of thought what would happen, I thought after Brock did win and Daniel Bryan was in the ring, I kind of thought AJ Styles was going to come out there and do like a Styles Clash to him and stuff like that. Yeah. And maybe hold the belt over him and stuff like that, kind of showing like, no, I'm getting my belt back. Yeah. And that set up more TLC and stuff like that. And you've got your main event, Daniel Bryan and AJ. Yeah. you got Dean and Seth. You've already set TLC up prominently. And, you know, Ronda will fight Nia. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. God, Nia. She kind of kills me now when I watch her now. Because she's really not got – she's one superstar I can say that's really not improved a whole lot. And she hasn't. You know, and I've always been – like, even when she got caught up, I was a big supporter of her. I'm like, she'll get better and better. She's really not. She's not really got that much better. Uh-uh. Like, there's some things, obviously, she's gotten better, but anybody would have to get better. But she's still not the greatest. But, yeah, honestly, I would love to see – but what I'd like to see, I'd like to see AJ win the Rumble and it'd be AJ Styles, Brock Lesnar at Mania. Be cool. And AJ take the belt off of him. Yeah, that'd be cool. He'd be the one that I could definitely see doing that for sure, AJ. And I think because that match, I think that has the potential to be a great match. Because mm-hmm. you'd have a legit build-up this time and stuff yeah. like that. And you could um, – I, I just think it would be really cool. And especially that would be a way if you want to move AJ to Raw, you know, starting the, the new year after Mania off, I think that would be a strong way to do it. And you could have, you know, set AJ up prominently as one of your top guys on uh, Raw. Dudes on Raw, yeah. But, yeah, uh, overall, though, I'd give uh, 8.5 out of 10 for Daniel Bryan and Brock. I enjoyed it, and I'd, I would like to see it again at yeah. some point. Now, I would just – I don't want to see Daniel Bryan get us killed as much as he did. Yeah. That's my only – I would rather see more back and forth. I mean, Brock's going to obviously get his, and that's fine. Like, even during a match, I said I'm fine with when Brock dominates people. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But – because, you know, Brock is the legit guy in the company. Like, he's the top guy they got. And don't, and even when Rumble was there, I don't care – Brock was the legit guy, the the main guy of the company. So, yep. but that's all I pretty much got to say about Daniel and Brock. Yeah, and overall, a good match, good a good way to end the you know end the night and things of that nature. I, I'm fine with the ending with that. Um, but overall, Survivor Series in itself, uh, you know, kind of wrap up. I'd probably give that a uh, probably um, seven point five out of ten for overall. Just you know, you had a couple highlights, but a couple misses well, a lot of misses actually there if you go back and just look at everything with raw just sweeping the night look made the smackdown look horrible i mean it I mean it looked really horrible they didn't win one match and the match they win they didn't even count the whole night like i don't understand what they're doing there on that they make smackdown look so weak uh 7.5 out of 10 i really not got anything else to say one of the weaker survivor series we've had honestly from top to bottom which going in 
you know, looking at the matches, oh, sweet, Ronda versus Charlotte, uh, Daniel Bryan versus Brock, you know, Seth Nakamura, you know, kind of going in, like, man, looking on paper, looking ahead five or six years from now, like, man, that was a strong card. But it just didn't deliver because, you know, had a lot of stuff happen and, and a lot of people not deliver during the whole night. Um, 7.5 out of 10, just kind of underwhelming Survivor Series, I thought. Yeah, I felt like they made SmackDown uh, the stepbrother. I mean, like, like we, they legit made it the B show. We joked tonight and said it weren't even the B show. The cruiserweights had more technical wins. They did. By, law, by the, their booking. 205 Live. 205 did have one win and one loss because they technically, you know, they yeah. there was a win. SmackDown literally on the main card had no wins. Not at all. Crazy. So, and even like on the eliminations, like... Raw had three people still left on theirs, you know. Yeah, that goes to show you. Right and there. on the women, was it just not was not the only one? Left? No, there was a couple, wasn't there? I think Nia was a sole survivor. Was she there was sole, two yeah, sole two sole survivor, you know. Yeah. But the first, the pre-show didn't even count. <laughs> don't so, count, right? That's true. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, honestly, Gosh. I don't know that. That's that's my whole gripe about the whole thing. We had, I mean, we had fun. We always have fun when we get together and watch things, and especially being scramble series and stuff for yeah. us. Yeah. We have fun. But, I mean, as far as, like, going on and to say the whole pay-per-view itself, like, it's not Survivor Series I'll go back and be watching anytime no. soon. Mm-mm. Like, literally, it would be to maybe watch Ronda and Charlotte and Daniel Bryan and Brock. Besides that, the rest, like, and that's bad because them two matches literally had no build. They yeah. both just got made. together. They both got officially made on Tuesday night. Yep. And that's with like as soon as as soon as the they announced it, that's it. Like show in, so that's you literally have no, no build up at all. Yeah. Uh, seven point five. That's pretty generous. I'll give it a seven point two five because it was t- it's a two match show. Yeah, the way I looked at the from start to finish. Well, three three cruiserweights, yeah. cruiserweights, Ronda and Charlotte and Daniel Bryan and Brock. That's what I was basing it off of. Kind of just those three highlights and just a lot of misses. Kind of even it out, sort of. That's why I was kind of going with it. Yeah, yeah. that's I give it a seven point two five. And uh, overall, NXT won this weekend. In my once in my in, in my opinion, NXT won from start to finish. You know, honestly, I would probably say Velveteen Dream and Tommaso is about as good as about any match on Survivor Series. And even sure. like T- Tommaso or uh, Black and Gargano was definitely better than pretty much mo- every match besides the the maybe the Cruiserweight. Hitting the Cruiserweight would be the two like that'd be its comp- biggest competition. Like. Yeah. That yeah, that's just the way I felt about the thing. But I mean, I, overall, it was a great weekend, though. I still had fun. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite Survivor Series weekend. Yeah. But it was overall, it was still really good. I enjoyed it. Um, I do got a question for you though. Who is your MVP this weekend, and who is your least LVP, least valuable? Least valuable player, most valuable player. <sighs> MVP. Do both shows and then overall give a whole one for the whole weekend. Okay, so for the show for NXT, I'd go Hanson. I really would. I was just very impressed with his work during the ring. I thought he did a fantastic job. Uh, MVP of Survivor Series. Um, probably, I'd say Rhonda. I thought she did. I thought she held her own. She took a lot of beat. She took a beating. I thought she did great, you know, throughout her match and things like that. And I don't really want to give it to like Brock or Daniel or anybody like that. Um, you know, it was just 
it is what it is of their match. But I'd give it to Ronda. She, I, I was going in kind of thinking, I hope Ronda can keep up with Charlotte just by wrestling ability. And she did, and she did, and exceeded it more. So I'd give probably the whole MVP itself for the whole weekend probably – I'd give it to consensus Ronda, probably. Close to Hanson, because I was just very impressed with Hanson. It's one of the first few times I've seen him, and he just he just did great. I, I was just very impressed with his work. And um, and then Ronda, probably just for the consensus whole weekend. I thought she did fantastic during her match. Took a lot of physical um, physical spots, and uh, she lived up lived up to the hype. You know, got the win by disqualification, but I give her to the MVP. What about you? What's your MVP's the both shows and the both. Uh, for NXT, I'd actually probably give it to. It's kind of a toss. It's between Pete Dunne and Velveteen Dream. Yeah, but I'm gonna give it to Pete Dunne because I felt like the whole War Games match was mainly focused around him. It ended up being becoming about like him getting locked, you know, Hanson and Roll and them not going in right before him, and him and then getting locked in there and him coming and getting them win. And you know, yeah. I felt like that was really like last year was Adam Cole. Adam Cole stole the whole, I thought mm-hmm. the whole weekend. Yeah. And I felt like this year that kind of because Pete Dunne is like you know he's been this UK champion and but he never really defends it and it's kind of like, like the longest champion in modern and it's just like. He's really good, but it's just like you really don't see him a whole lot. But I felt like this was the match that really kind of got him over, and I think it's really setting up for him as a prominent NXT title match, or an Mm -hmm. NXT match at like a big takeover, like like him and Ricochet in like an actual top match, you Mm -hmm. know. I feel like that's it was kind of like a very – it was a good – coming out party for him even though he's been in other pay-per-views and he's been prominent and stuff like that yeah i feel like that's the one for him that really did and and, then like i agree with you i think uh i think it was ronda i think ronda you know she held her own and she showed that she can fight people like charlotte and them and put on she can she can hold her own Mm -hmm. it's literally like it's not going to be just her having to dominate or something like that or her just getting dominated her coming back at the end it's like she held her own the whole way through yeah. so that I, I but the whole weekend i'd probably give it to charlotte you know i thought she showed overall pretty good and uh daniel bryan was a close one just with this whole new heel gimmick and see where that's going to go yeah and my, my least valuable oh, I forgot to give a leaf. Go ahead, my it. least valuable for nxt would probably be Really, no one, no one really stood bad. I mean, they. No, I mean they had the bad. You know, one of the. I, the what I'll give it to, I'll give it to the four horsewomen. The interference. How about that? That's fine. Yeah, we can go. That with that. that will be I my. Can, I can agree with that. That's my least that. valuable for the NXT show. Yeah. And on uh, on the Survivor Series, easy authors of pain for I was me. Say that exact same thing. And yes. they were the whole weekend. I thought this was a weekend that they could have at least showed pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought they didn't, and I'm trying to think if there were anybody else that you know stood out to me just being uh yeah i, I would say authors of pain by far in a landslide I was, was gonna, yeah, my least valuable and i'd say ronda gets the most valuable of this whole entire weekend though mm-hmm. yeah and i'm in agreement there i think that uh very like authors of pain had a strong i should have had a strong showing but they didn't um so you know that's just the way it goes sometimes with them I, i'm not sure you know what was going on in their heads there? But they just bought you, and hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully they can regain off this, and hopefully, you know, um, WWE can see that they they are good. They just had a bad weekend, but overall, that's Survivor Series, and that's our podcast for that. We'll be, like I said, we'll get, be back again at uh, TLC. Will be the next one. Are we going to do the Mania one before that, or yeah. what? Uh, 
we, I was uh, trying to, that's why I was pulling up my calendar earlier. I was going to look kind of. We'll, we'll try to figure out kind of a date to do Mania, maybe like. Uh, Thanksgiving. Yes, we'll do. So it'll probably be like November 28th or 29th, or it'll be. The first week into December, maybe, yeah, or something December like that. December 5th or 6th, because the pay-per-view is the 16th, right? Yeah, so we'll have a week. So then. we'll have that podcast the 13th is when we'll do that one. Yes. So we'll do it the November 28th or 29th or, or the 5th or 5th or 6th, one of them. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what today's kind of works out. We're going to do our Mania show, like I said, after after uh, Survivor Series. We're, we're going to kind of start a trend there, what our Mania card is going to be. And this will be our 50th episode here coming up for the Mania, so it'll be special. On that, we'll be back there again for that. But, again, thank you guys for tuning in. We're going, we'll end the show with another Andrew Vanstone song, uh, which we'll pick at random there. But I really appreciate you know Byron sending in his thing there. And, uh, and Patrick will be sending in his thoughts for the next show. He had some stuff come up. He didn't. Uh, so, no Patrick's Corner for the reaction show. But, guys, again, uh, follow us on all social media accounts uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you know, Pro Wrestling Talk, me and Michael. Follow all our accounts, MHShow21 and Travis Terry2. Follow all of us on there. Collarandelbowbrand.com. Use that code PWT at the checkout and save 10% on your order. And we'll be back uh, a couple weeks from now here at our Mania Prediction Show. Well, like I said, our Mania Super Show, we can call it. Call it the Super Show or whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll call it something. But it'll be our 50th episode, and it'll be a special. But, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. And, uh, Mike, you got anything else to add before we sign off? We'll see you down the road. We will see you down the road. We'll catch you guys down the dusty trail. Uh, but, again, guys, thanks for joining, uh, tuning in to this reaction show, and we'll see you next time.